Hello everyone, this is Dan Trotter, Pretty Good Bible Studies. I'm now going to deal with Revelation chapter 11 verses 15 through 19. It'll be a very short audio this time. We are now in an interlude between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. The seventh trumpet will start at the beginning of chapter 12. And in this interlude, we have seen the angel Jesus coming from heaven with a little scroll written on the front and the back. John ate it, bitter, sweet, bitter judgment, sweet salvation for the Christians, judgment for the apostate Jews. Then we see the two witnesses resurrected. They stand for the prophetic witness of the church, the law and the prophets. Moses and Elijah fulfilled in Jesus and carried on by the church, and they're carried up to heaven. And so you see now we're ready for the establishment of the new covenant, and that is going to be discussed here in Revelation 11, verses 15 through 19, which I have entitled the seventh trumpet sounds and the temple is open. The temple is open. That's the key. The beginning of the new covenant. The temple is open. Anybody can go into the temple now. They just got to believe in Jesus. We start with Revelation 11:15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and that's the seventh angel that had the seventh trumpet. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. This is the announcement of the establishment of the kingdom of God, the church. Loud voices in heaven, kind of like a herald shouting. This is big news. We're going to let everybody know about it. Loud voices. The kingdoms of, of the world, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. That means Jesus is going to conquer the whole world now. And so the particularistic parochial view of the Jews that the kingdom of God was centered in Jerusalem, that view is now over with. Now we have the final disassociation of Christianity from Judaism, which means that Christianity is now a worldwide religion. The new Israel is worldwide. The old Israel was stuck there on the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And he will reign forever and ever, folks. That means forever. We go to verse 16, Revelation 11. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God, the Almighty who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. It says in verse 15, he will reign forever and ever. And now the elders say you have begun to reign. So this is the beginning. And of course, the beginning is when the Old Testament Israel, apostate Israel, died out because of its destruction in AD 70 and the beginning of the church. Now the church is free to spread its gospel over the whole world. Now, these 24 elders, you recall, they have been seated around the throne since the beginning of the book of Revelation. They stand for the Old Testament and New Testament people of God. Twelve tribes of Israel stand for the Old Testament. Twelve apostles stand for the New Testament. So this is the people of God praising God. Now, you recall in the heavenly scene of worship, there were the angels above the throne praising God. You got the four living creatures standing for the natural creation praising God. So the angels and nature and now the believers in God are praising God and saying, we give you thanks because you've taken your great power. God's got a lot of power. It's a great power and he's begun to reign. Now, this is the kind of encouraging word that these Christians needed to hear. The Christians in the seven churches in Western Anatolia that John is writing to because they were being persecuted. And now they're hearing about reigning kingdom that they're a part of. That's a huge encouragement. If, you, if they would just believe what was being said, and of course they did. 
So we go to verse 18 in Revelation 11. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath came, and the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the land. Now, Revelation has a lot about recompense and justice. Remember the martyrs under the, under the throne in Revelation in the fifth seal? How long, O Lord, how long will before you avenge those who dwell on the land? Well, we read this and we see the vindication has come. The time for the dead to be judged. And what that means, that judge means vindicated. Now, most English translations use the word judge there, which makes it sound like the judgment day at the end of time. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. If you look up the Greek word in the crosswalk lexicon, like I did, it means to approve. Well, one of the options of the word is to approve, to esteem, to prefer. So this is not the final judgment of the last day. It's rather the historical vindication and avenging of the martyred saints who were described in the fifth seal under the altar where their blood was. And, of course, they were vindicated in 87 because the people would say, See, there, Jesus told you not one stone's going to be left on the temple. Not one stone's going to be left on the other, just like he said. And look what you see. Total vindication for the Christians when that happened. Now, it says, John says in verse 18 at the beginning, And the nations were enraged. Yes, the nations were enraged at the time of the Jewish war. The nations, of course, are represented by the Roman Empire, which was a collection of nations, Gentile nations, and they were enraged against Israel. God has stirred up the Roman Empire against Israel, and they're coming after them. So the nations were enraged. They were enraged at Israel. It was the Romans who were the instruments of God's wrath. And your wrath came, John says in verse 18, your wrath came. It's because of the nations who were enraged, the nations in the Roman Empire came for the dead to be judged. As I said, they were vindicated. And the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name. So there's the justice. People stay faithful to Jesus. He's going to reward them. Now the prophets who were vindicated would be all the prophets who were murdered by the apostate Jews between from Abel to Zechariah, as Jesus said. They're going to be rewarded now because the people who murdered them are going to be destroyed. The same people who murdered Jesus are going to be destroyed. And so, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, that's Christians in general, and those who fear your name, Christians, the small and the great, doesn't matter whether they're a little Christian or a big Christian, they're going to be rewarded because Jesus is going to come to destroy those who destroyed the land. Well, who destroyed the land? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they certainly destroyed the land of Israel, did they not? And they're going to be destroyed. The time has come to destroy those who destroy the land. I again need to emphasize that Many translations translate gay there as earth, but it's not destroy the earth, it's destroy the land, the land of Israel. We go to Revelation 11, verse 19. And the temple of God, which which was in heaven, in heaven, was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple. And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. Now the lightning and thunder and hailstorm, of course, is a perfect symbol of judgment which is about to fall the temple of god in heaven was open but that's because the earthly temple was getting ready to get smashed burnt to the ground but there's a temple of god the true temple not the shadow temple in israel in jerusalem but the true temple in heaven it's open and open means that now every saint of god has access into that temple all you got to do is believe in jesus and you get in the old testament temple that was only open to the old covenant priest but the new testament temple the temple in heaven Anybody can get in there. All you got to do is confess Jesus and believe and repent. Now, the fact that the temple of God in heaven was open might have been of a special encouragement for 
Christians in the 60s AD, especially Jewish Christians, because they might think that the destruction of Jerusalem would be the end of God's covenant or the end of God's kingdom. No, there's a new covenant and a new kingdom coming. They needed to know that. And so this vision helped encourage them, saying, no, all of your labors in the kingdom have not been wiped out. The church will not be wiped out. The church will be worldwide, a worldwide reign of Christ now, which, of course, 2,000 years later has happened. There's Christians everywhere, about a billion on the, on the planet now, not to count the hundreds of millions that have died and gone on before. Now, in the vision, John saw heaven opened, and as heaven opened, he saw an ark in God's temple. Now, I don't know what that looked like, but... I imagine I can see it like God sitting on his throne. Already we've got the throne with all of the colors and so forth. And then behind that throne, this is just my speculation, behind that he he saw maybe clouds part, and then he saw a temple back there. And then in the temple he saw flashes of lightning and peals of thunder, and then he saw an ark sitting in that temple. We'll never know exactly what John saw, but we know that we know the elements of what he saw. And one of the things he saw was an ark, the Ark of the Covenant, just like in the Old Testament, Ark of the Covenant. Now, the ark was where the presence of God dwelled, at least in the Holy of Holies where the ark was, God's presence dwelled there. And so he's looking at the presence of God there in the temple, and he sees these meteorological phenomenon, phenomena, lightning, thunder, and hail. Well, that is emblematic of God's presence, his Shekinah glory. We see in Psalm 18, 12 through 14, for example, I'm using the King James Version here because it makes it clearer. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hailstones, there's the hail and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens and the highest gave his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire, there's the hail. Matter of fact, the coals of fire is probably lightning. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them and he shot out lightnings. There's the lightning. So God describes himself with all this thunder and lightning and hail, and so likewise he's described in the same way in the New Testament vision of the New Covenant. So now here we are at the end of chapter 11. We're in the interlude now at the end of the six seals, getting ready for the opening of, excuse me, the six trumpets, getting ready for the opening of the seventh trumpet, the sounding of the seventh trumpet in chapter 12, verse 1. So the stage is now set for the establishment of the New Covenant on earth. So we've got a lot of judgments gone before us, but now the good news is happening. The gospel is going to be spread. We saw in this interlude that the two prophets were raised, the two prophets standing for the witness of the church, who have been called up to heaven, where they reign. So the witness of the church is just about to begin. We see Jerusalem about to be destroyed. Remember, a tenth of the city was destroyed in one of those trumpets. We, now we see the temple open, so that all who may believe may have confident access to the face of God. So the good news is about to begin. We'll take that good news up in chapter 12 in our next audio. I'm only going to do six verses in Revelation 12 to start the chapter. Those six verses concern the woman and the dragon. The woman is going to be the church preserved in the wilderness, the wilderness of Pella, as they escape the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. The dragon is going to try to destroy them, but to no avail because the church is protected. Good news. Church is getting ready to get started. So we'll take that up on our next audio. I hope you enjoyed this audio, and I hope to see you in the next one.